Hello, hello, hello. I just wanted to pop on to let you know that the amazing news is that the last female fat loss program is now open for applications and for sign up. So the female fat loss program is this one is a six week group coaching. So it will start on the 30th of October and will bring you up to the middle of December. So that means you'll learn how to manage Christmas, but also be able to enjoy a Christmas knowing that you can easily reset, not derail anything and get rid of that all or nothing mindset. So what's involved in the female fat loss program? There's a Facebook group. It's better if you have Facebook, but it's not necessary if you don't want to do it. There's also weekly lives where you guys ask the questions in and I give you a weekly live and that's also recorded as a podcast for you for Wednesday in case you missed it. So it's a win-win on that as well. So you learn more while you're going through it. What you also get is tailored nutrition. So you'll learn how to get your tailored calories, your tailored macros so that you can manage your weekend, so that you can manage your weekly activities, your weekly training, and then you also get your tailored training. So some people actually don't do the training that I provide, which is completely understandable. Some people prefer classes. So you either have a choice of home workouts or gym workouts. And there's videos, a video library attached to every single one of those. You click on the link and a video pops up of someone showing you how to use that video. So everything is really, really there for you. Everything is there. Video library, tailored nutrition, Facebook lives, accountability, support. The Facebook group is amazing too because you get like-minded people who are on the same journey where you can share pictures of your mood. There's also some challenges, but it's not about a challenge of like who can lose the weight the fastest. It's nothing about that. It's maybe have we got new recipes coming out, maybe a step challenge, but it's not who can do the most steps. It's who can potentially improve more on the previous week. But my most important thing for you and whoever does sign up, if you're listening to this, is to show you that you can and educate you around your menstrual cycle educate you around perimenopause and menopause, PCOS, endometriosis, postnatal, whatever it may be. But it's also to educate you that you can have your weekends, show you that you can have your weekends and make progress. Every single person in this group that has finished the program has absolutely smashed it. I genuinely mean that. We've had, I know one of the graduates from six months on has lost about 35 pounds. That's how successful this group can be. They've done a couple of groups back to back or a few groups back to back and they're 35 pounds down and they're now sitting at maintenance. They know what to do. So if you want to sign up, the cost is 99 euro for six weeks. Yeah, 99 euro. That's all that it is. 99 euro for six weeks. This is the last intake of 2023. So if you are interested, click on the link in the show notes, get you signed up, book your space in and we will see you on the 30th of October to get you started. So don't hang around because spaces are limited already. There's a reason why a lot of people from previous groups have renewed. There's about 75% uptake of people going from previous groups into this group. So don't wait around. That's how successful this group is. So 99 euro for six weeks. Click on the link in the show notes and hopefully you see you there. Hello, hello, hello and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today's episode is going to be on a topic that I've kind of covered a little bit on previous episodes, but it is an episode that maybe is coming from a different aspect. And I know I've kind of covered topics like self-sabotage, and I've covered topics like fear and stuff like that before, but one of the pieces that maybe I haven't covered enough or in depth is kind of that fear of change piece that a lot of people can struggle with. They can almost feel so overwhelmed by it and that fear of change actually has a name and it's called metathesiophobia and 
it's the cause the phobia that causes people to avoid changing their circumstances due to kind of being extremely afraid of the unknown and it is sometimes associated with the fear of of moving and why do why do people like this fear or not like this fear of change like human beings if you think about it we're really really wired we're, we're creatures of habit we're creatures of routine and our we're, we're naturally wired to fear change for, for several for many many reasons however a fear of change actually may be more intense when the change is not within a person's control so when we if you think about it when we actually choose to create a change such as moving home shifting jobs we feel more in control of the outcome but if the change is being brought on by outside forces like a pandemic or an accident we feel disempowered and that's why so many people may have struggled during covid because a lot of the things that were out of our control we weren't allowed to move from within 2k's or 5k's whatever it was at the time but this disempowerment can really lead to strong resistance and a refusal to change solely out of the uncertainty that comes along with fearing the unknown so sometimes when you're kind of if you think about it when you change a job you know that you'll work this amount of time work on this amount of projects and you'll see a clear pathway for you to get your promotion or your next pay bump or whatever maybe you can see proper progression but when it comes to maybe weight loss which is the example in this case we may not be able to completely control the outcome whether that be the scales weight maybe that we don't have a healthy relationship with food and if we can't control the outcome then we kind of feel this overwhelm we don't know what's going on but we need to look at right this historical fear of change is really really evolutionary if you think about it It dates back to ancestral times and cave people times and from that kind of ancient perspective our brains are really really hardwired to prefer routine and consistency and if we think about it if you look back our ancestors really really did prefer consistency as they inherently knew that change often brought back a lack of safety and if you think about it back in the day when our ancestors or cave people were looking for food or water or shelter just to survive staying in a location where their essential resource had been depleted out of fear could ultimately lead to starvation death dehydration or death of the whole the whole pack that are around things but from a from a mental health perspective things are no different in today's world and a lot of the stuff that we try to do to kind of con- to help our mental well-being tends to fare best when we have structure and routine and for some people people don't like that routine they don't like structure like people with adhd can really really struggle with structure so when life feels predictable we experience a lot less stress and anxiety because we know what to expect when life doesn't feel predictable and we are uncertain about what might be around the next corner we feel stressed and anxious and with kind of clarity and knowledge of what may come if we are to pursue any change really that fear tends to become a lot more elevated and and you also need to know kind of from a point of view of how to how to know if you actually have this fear it's it's common it really really is it, it comes from a, like it can manifest itself physically emotionally mentally and it disrupts your life from actually going after things that you say you want to so how can you actually step back and actually recognize this fear that you can feel stuck or unhappy in a situation and yet you're avoiding creating positive change 
you stay in a failing relationship you don't strive for an ideal career when you're miserable in your current one you've extreme anxiety over what's going on in your in your potential future you may have the inability to accept life changes that are within or with outside of your control you refuse to stray from an everyday routine because you're you're uncertain of what will happen you reject invitations celebrations parties whatever it may be you may have indigestion nausea heart palpitations shaking sweating trembling fear of change can be really really related down to fear of failure fear of success loss self-doubt or upsetting others as well that can also be a thing that if some people can feel that they're not worthy of success some people can feel that they're maybe afraid of upsetting others that they're actually looking after themselves but they think that the people around them won't like them or love them the way they are there can also be this fear of failure but often if we don't go after what we want to we're already failing so that's the the irony behind it but some people there are two types of fear there's constructive fear and then there's also destructive fear as well so constructive fear kind of alerts us to an actual threat and keeps us safe from danger then there's the destructive fear alerts us to a non-existent threat so there's no actual threat but our minds tell that there that there is and depending on the severity of someone's kind of fear of change it may become more destructive than constructive which can lead to anxiety depression isolation stress substance use numbing agents like food and stuff like that toxic relationships so it's important that if you are kind of thinking about this or this is in your psyche that's important to realize that there is support out there for you mental health providers to help you so i think it's important that if we look at it from a point of view of when it comes to weight loss for example and you're wondering why you're not actually succeeding chances are that fear is actually probably holding you back and fear is a normal normal reaction and it's a normal survival mechanism it alerts us to danger it protects us imagine all these stories that you've got about yourself a lot of the things that we have these belief systems that we have are our stories and they protect us from getting outside of our comfort zone they protect us from judgment of others they protect us from going after what we want because it daunts us and we like to be safe and if we do anything out of our comfort zone it can become overwhelming because we try to do everything or maybe it's we think it's our goal and we realize it's actually not what we want but when we face a perceived threat for example our body finds responds in a really specific way and this induces this fight or flight response so in other words you stay and fight the threat or you'll take flight and run away from it so whether you stay or flee your body responds the same way increased heart rate sweating high adrenaline increased alertness and this is universal when it comes to designed to keeping us safe think about it if you think about back into stone age times again the fight or flight response example that's always used is kind of running away from saber-toothed tigers you can either run away from it or you can face it head on and i think the physical reaction can be the same that sweats those shakes etc but the personal reaction to the trigger is very very unique and very very different and the individual and some fears may be caused by physical symptoms while others may be based on something else such as lack of control or the thoughts we tell ourselves about the situation 
So if you ask anyone what you're afraid of, and I usually get the list including hikes, snakes, spiders, closed spaces, public events, public speaking, etc. While they're, I'm not trying to downplay those fears at all, or phobias, they're not things that really prevent most people from achieving their deepest desires and what they say they want to do. And they're certainly not the fears that are preventing you from losing weight. It's your own thoughts about what you have to do often or not. And what this will mean for you that's causing you to be afraid. So I'm going to give you an example of one of my old clients, Alison, right? So Alison has been trying to lose weight for years. And this is one of my clients when I was working face-to-face PT. She lost weight many, many times in the past, but it always came back on with interest, okay? She knew that to really, she knew that she needed to get her weight under control. Uh, the doctor was kind of saying that it's I was having a, a massive impact on her health and will have a massive impact on her health, and she was desperate to feel better about herself, but she's worried about how hard it will how hard it will be to lose weight and actually keep it off. She's thought about joining a local PT group. She's been following on Facebook, but she's not sure she'll actually fit into it. She knows she's unfit, and from what she's seen, most of the, the people who train in this PT look fitter, stronger than her. Besides, the thought of actually wearing a pair of leggings and in public doesn't make her feel comfortable at all. And Alison's worried about what this PT actually might say to her about her drinking and her drinking habits. So it's a fear of judgment. And then she catches up with her her friends every Saturday night over drinks and she's not ready to give this up. Do you see where I'm going with this? She doesn't want her friends to think she's boring or a party pooper. And she doesn't want them to feel uncomfortable drinking around her either. She also doesn't want to keep them asking about her PT sessions and how her weight loss is going in case she fails yet again. After all, they've been on all of these weight loss journeys with her so far, so they must be sick of it. So Alison actually decides to wait and see if she can lose weight on her own. And this is a real life example of someone who came to me when I was doing face-to-face PT. And if she couldn't lose that weight, she'd, be, she'd get a PT down the track. But in this, in this example I've spoken about, Alison is afraid of the amount of work that it will take. She's afraid of not fitting into the group. She's afraid of being seen as a beginner and feeling judged as unfit. She's afraid of being seen in public with her leggings. She's afraid of being told by the PT she'll have to stop drinking. She's afraid of not being liked by her friends because she won't drink with them. She's afraid of upsetting her friends by not drinking. She's afraid of failing in her weight loss attempts and she's afraid of feeling judged for failing. I know all of these fears cause Alison to hold back. I take no action. Take no action. A lot of the stuff that she has said was based off what other people wanted and needed rather than what Alison needed. Now, I think it was about three weeks after I spoke with Alison on that initial consultation. Now, I didn't pressure her into signing up to -to face-to-face PT at the time. I never do. If I'm not a right fit for someone or if someone's not ready, I'll be like, okay, cool. And I had that with Alison. She messaged me three weeks afterwards and said, Shane, I'm ready to go. I'm fed up of listening to my my own bullshit, in her words. And Alison was quite blunt. Like, it was kind of refreshing to see how blunt she was about things. And at the root cause of most of the things Alison was afraid of was the fear of not being liked. And when we got into the nitty gritty of this, we really understood that one of the deepest human desires is to be loved and accepted. And that's why you see so many people trying to fit in while they do anything to please other people. But that's often about what we want rather than what the other people want. We want to be liked and validated. 
It makes us feel better. And people will even put themselves last instead of doing the things that will get them closer to their goals because they're so desperate to be liked. And the case of Alison, she was putting her own needs to be liked and accepted above her desire to maybe feel feel healthier, be healthier, improve her health markers, her cholesterol, manage her weight for the first time in a long time. She doesn't want to feel judged. She doesn't want to feel rejected. And she, in short, she worried about what other people think of her and is afraid that they won't like her. So she avoids taking any action. So when you're actually afraid of not being loved, you'll be afraid of not being seen for who you really are, having people dislike you, not feeling like you fit in, putting your needs above other people's as well, feeling lonely, upsetting other people, being judged, what other people might think or say about you. So you'll engage in behaviours that will help you feel accepted instead of doing the things that are required to help the body that you really want or go after what you say you want. What this fear often indicates is low self-esteem and lack of confidence. A lot of the confidence piece can be based off every other attempt that you have had. But if you were to like kind of almost do an audit on every attempt that you have had to lose weight, whatever it may be, and rate yourself out of maybe 10 on how much commitment you've brought to it or how much adherence you've brought to it or how long you've actually stuck to it rate yourself out of 10 if it's below a 7 or an 8 well then that's probably where the issue is or did it involve restriction did it was it impossible to adhere to if it is the case well then it's probably not a you issue it's probably the tactic issue and that low self-esteem is based off what other people think that's essentially what low self-esteem is but the true reality, because I know I've I've suffered with this for a very, very long time, about self-worth and self-esteem. This piece of needing to please other people, needing to put others first in order to make me feel better. But that can be a learned skill because you see what other people have taught. Or you could be at home, maybe had a bereavement at home when you were a kid, and the way to make you feel loved and accepted is maybe do, cooking the meals for other people when you're at home when the when families pass away so other signs that kind of fear that holding you back is one is you only really focus on the negatives there are always positives and negatives to any situation but a person operating from only fear will only think about the worst case scenario in the case of Alison, she was the only thing that she'd lose her friends if she didn't drink Instead of thinking she might inspire one of them to actually make a healthy choice to be better. And I always talked about with my clients when I hear that they're talking about giving up a drink for losing weight. I'm like, it's the wrong, it's the wrong method. Like you don't need to give up drink to lose weight. If you're drinking every single weekend and it's a harder, don't get me wrong, but you don't have to give it up. It's picking your, it's choosing the amount of poison that you're having. You'll also react emotionally and are quick to flee. Remember that fight or flight response I spoke about? Most people working from a place of fear will flee rather than think the situation through rationally and actually take action. And Alison chose to try to lose weight on her own and rather than trying to ask for help. And I get this on, on DMs all the time. It's like, no, I'm actually going to try and do it on my own. And then I'd say about 70% of the time you get a message back after a few months saying, I didn't go great on my own. Like nothing's going to change if you keep using the same tactics. 
And what that chips away is that your confidence, your self-belief, self-worth, self-esteem, because you keep using the same mechanisms. Square peg round hole comes to mind. It's like trying to, you've got a nail in a piece of wood and you've got a glass hammer and you're expecting the hammer not to, to break up into pieces. Or you're expecting an ice block that you have in front of you not to melt when there's heat applied to it. That's essentially what an awful lot of people are doing when they try to go it on their own. Some people can do it. Some people can be really clever in who they take the information from and how they apply it to themselves. But other people may not have that skill set and that's okay. But if you're looking for legal advice, you don't try and do it on your own. If you're looking to build a house, you don't do it on your own. But sometimes what can scare people is because there's maybe money involved, one, it can act as a leverage piece for some people as like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm extra accountable now because I'm putting money into it. But then there's also that scarce, scarce piece of now that I put money into it, I know, or if I put money into it, I know that I'm going to have to do what I say now or that I want to do it. And that scares people because they may not believe they're worthy of the, the success that they're actually looking for. Other things can be you avoid new things, situations or actual people. The familiar is comfortable. Staying in your comfort zone won't get you what you want in. In Alison's case, she avoided contacting the PT. She avoided kind of signing up with me initially. But came back to me because she was like, oh, she was fed up her own BS, as she said. You're afraid to take a chance. Often what happens is, like, like fear can close you off to a lot of opportunities rather than actually embrace them. It encourages you to avoid any potential failures or rejection or judgment. And in the case of Alison, she shut down all these thoughts of joining me and the PT and maybe the group things that I was working on because of her fear of rejection. And ultimately led to her not making a decision, which is the other one. Fear can cause you to avoid making a decision in case it's the wrong one. And you often can't see that not making a choice is a decision in itself. In this case, Alison left all her options open for contacting the P- for contacting me later on. Although we knew that she probably wouldn't. So Alison was, was a rare one that came back from the face-to-face in once. That kinda, there wasn't many that kind of didn't come to me ready to go. You'd obviously get the, the one or two that I would have to maybe check with their partners or maybe use that as a way to get out of it. But I also felt sometimes when they were the, when that was the excuse, I was like, I in my heart and hearts looking back now, one I would have taken personally back then, but now I'm kind of like if that person just wasn't ready. They're scared. I understand people a lot better now. So how do you actually move past this fear and start taking the action? And you must take action instead of thinking about taking action. And fear can often leave you paralyzed. Paralyzed by analysis. Paralysis by analysis is the same. But you don't have to let it control you. And the first step, kind of taking back your power, is to really decide what that you're not going to let fear run your life. Other things may include remembering that everyone else is living in fear too. Like the biggest thing that I've realized as a coach is that, and I'm talking about myself here as well, no one has their shit together. Every single one of us is winging it. Like I fear going up on video on social media. It drives me up the wall with fear 
It's afraid of saying something that I don't know the answer to. It's afraid of getting the comments. It's afraid of rejection. It's afraid of acceptance. It's showing my self-worth. It's being vulnerable. It's, it could attack my self-esteem. It could impact my mental health. It could trigger me into a negative spiral. So there's many things that maybe people haven't taken into account with people who are up on social media. But people are so quick to comment under a post because they feel it's in their right to comment under a post with negative speech. I've been called a prepubescent 13-year-old boy. I've been called um, size of my head. I've been called a baldy see you next Tuesday. There's some of the things that come to my head straight away about social media. And you wonder why people so in like you wonder why people do this. You wonder why it says a lot more about themselves, don't get me wrong. But people don't realise that there's fear behind every piece of content that I put out, whether it be an email. Like I'm putting time, effort into recording this. I'm putting time and effort into writing an email. I'm putting time and effort into every check-in and every client that I work with in the hope that it resonates and hope that it lands and hope that it helps with someone and hope that it kind of kind of lands at someone in the hope that they're potentially going to work and sometimes people buy into people so that can also be scary like I know that not everyone's going to like me I know that I'm not everyone's cup of tea but I am someone's whiskey so there's also that that thing of being afraid to make an opinion or have an opinion on something. It's having that, that getting over that whole thing that everyone is living in fear. You also need to realize that, that the only way to diminish fear is to actually face it full on. Your comfort zone will only increase when you begin to address your shit. And doing one scary thing makes it easier for you to tackle another scary thing. And that could be tying your shoelace. That could be getting up and having a shower. But the more you step up and step out, the less you'll fear and the less you'll feel the, and the easier things will actually become for you. And these kind of feel-good feelings will only come after you've done the thing you're afraid to do. And understanding that what's on the other side of fear is more and better than you know now. There's freedom from other people's opinions. There's freedom from... Like, everyone's going to have an opinion. But pushing through fear is better than living in the fear of every day. It can help to, like, perhaps the most powerful thing, a path to overcome fear, is so you can lose weight, is to develop your own confidence. A lot of people's confidence when it comes to losing weight is not from an ability issue. It's often from a every other attempt they've ever gone on has failed. So that means that that person thinks that they are a failure, that they can't do anything. They have no willpower. They have no motivation. But the, maybe the tactic was wrong. Maybe the application needed work. Maybe the adherence wasn't there. Maybe it was a restrictive approach. Like my job is to help clients develop new habits, have awareness, grow in their confidence and make them do the things that they say they want to do and understand why they do things that may not bring themselves the closer to their goal. And over time, this has this snowball effect. And over time, clients eventually realize that there was on the other side of fear is more of what they actually want to do. Like we're all great at giving out advice to other people, but we're very slow at taking our own advice about it. 
But if you really look at it from a point of view of there's a I think there's a lyric, I think it's kinda of like Cheryl Cole or Cheryl Crow, I think. Uh and I think the lyric is a change would do you good. And I think a lot of people can kinda of, for many of us, change can feel anything but good. It can make you uncomfortable. But change is a fact of life. It really, really is. And a life change that requires you to alter things for you, for your life, sort of reinvent your whole sense of self can be a huge undertaking. But a lot of people try to do everything at the beginning and never do anything. They don't start small. They try to do everything. They come in like a big hurricane, try to do everything, and then they wonder why they can't stick to it. So how do we actually stress steps to actually cope with this change? Some of this may not land. Some of this may be wishy-washy. Some of this, most of you won't do. And that's fine. But if, I, if the reason why I'm going to talk about these 11 things, 10 things I think it is, that are written in front of me here, is if one or two of them are implemented, don't try to do all 11 together. Try to do one and stick to it. So you need to practice acceptance. And while this may seem so impossible, one of the first things you can do when change arises is to accept that it's actually happening. And since change stems from feelings of uncertainty and discomfort, you may simply want to run away from it. And ultimately, we end up working together with with my clients and myself to gain acceptance of change and what comes with it. We talk about the uncomfortableness around it. We talk about maybe not liking it. We talk about these kind of pillars or posts that we put in front of it and blockades about fighting and choosing not to do it. You don't have to love every piece about it. You don't have to embrace everything. And sometimes it's brick wall. It can feel, ultimately feel like a brick wall. And you could either choose to resist it or we can kind of say to ourselves, we can find a way of getting around the wall and figuring out one thing at a time. Notice those thoughts. Have you ever noticed that when you're paying attention to your actual thoughts and trying to change, we can, we can be overcritical of them? But trying to criticize yourself while you're learning about things isn't going to work. And sometimes it's important to kind of Notice these thoughts is actually say, checking yourself right. What does Shane need? What does Emer need? What does Lucy need? Those kind of things. But simply, if you feel yourself running on autopilot as you navigate this kind of like weird change you're kind of going through, check in yourself and say, right, why is this uncomfortable? Is it uncomfortable because you're scared? Scared of the unknown? Scared of losing control? Scared of what other people are going to think? But that caring of what other people think piece can kind of come with a level of arrogance. Don't you think? Do you really think that Karen down the road in the office really gives a shit what you're doing on a daily basis? No. So it comes with a level of arrogance. Like a level of importance. Yes, you're important. But there's people, not everyone's watching what you do on a daily basis. The third one we need to look at is control what you can. And to, conf- to combat these feelings of stress and anxiety, what can we do? Make some plans. Can you get a food shop in? 
can you book in with a buddy to go to a class? Can you maybe book in a conversation with a therapist? Any of those. Do your best to decrease your stress. Number five, be extremely patient about things. A journey isn't often a short one. It isn't pleasant, it isn't short, and it can be hard. But what can be harder ultimately is to stay where we are. We're comfortable some of us where we are, and that's fine. And I also believe that no one ever changes out of or makes positive changes. If they're trying to change themselves out of hate, and no one ever changes positively if they're trying to almost do it for sometimes for other people can't help but if we're trying to do it for acceptance of others that could also be maybe not a great a great way to do it we need to look at it from a point of view of taking stock of your actual habits you need to take find comfort look at what makes you feel out of control look at what is making you feel unsettled. Keep focused on things that make you comfortable in them. This can be simple as having a soup from childhood that reminds reminds you of childhood. Making brown bread. Or talking to old friends. Take stock of your habits. Go through any of the things that you do. Watch out for any of the negative habits that you may have developed to cope with any stress that you have. Alcohol. Food. Quick escapes which are giving you temporary relief, but may have longer term circumstances or consequences, should I say. They seem like self-care, but they're ultimately self-soothing and numbing. Keep a journal and reflect on these things. Maybe shift your thinking and focus on what you have already and look at what you've achieved so far and what you don't have. We all have these natural tendencies to focus on things that confirm our negative thoughts or feelings. So we need to take that reflection and be grateful for actually that new perspective. And remember, it's actually possible to have two feelings, positive and negative, about one situation. Connect with others. That's why I have the female fat loss group so people connect with each other. Accept help. Even if you're a stubbornly independent person. Some changes are just too much to take on alone. There's no shame in asking for help or accountability to actually talk to someone, a therapist, a mental health professional, a doctor, a coach. Like if you had a leak in your house, you'd get a plumber in. If you had an electricity issue in the house, you'd get an electrician in. So why are you struggling to ask for help? Is it because you don't feel you're worth it? Why? Why do you not feel you're worth feeling and looking your best? That's possible. Doesn't mean that you have to have a six pack around like that. But these stories protect us from actually going after what we say we want. So if you're at one of these people that kind of is, is kind of like struggling with the element of fear and how to cope with it, realize you're not on your own. Realize that you're not on your own. But we need to avoid avoidance. And avoiding necessary changes due to fear can lead up to this overwhelm, build up stress and can lead to harmful situations. But rather than looking at what could happen in a negative light, example, as an enemy or focusing on what could go wrong, reframe this. 
reframe this change as an invitation for what could happen what could be beneficial what because the only thing for a habit to form we must we see must see a benefit in doing it for us to stay where we are we must see a benefit in doing it so look at what could be done what positive changes could you make out of looking after your health going for that walk getting that food shop in going to the gym working on regular meals often when people get kind of get bogged down with the whole weight loss thing is they try to change everything it's so overwhelmed trying to change everything and overwhelm generally comes from trying to change everything all at once or also trying to living doing an awful lot of things that aren't aligned with your values so the reason why people get, get overwhelmed in life is because they don't do a lot that adds to their life and what i mean by that is they do a lot of things for everyone else and wonder why they're not potentially happy but if we look at it from a point of view of avoiding avoidance, what what is the best possible outcome that could happen? I want like only deal in facts because a lot of the stuff that protects people are from stories. What's going to help you? What what's the best possibility of what could happen if we did this? Rather than looking at the negative, the negative is easy, but what's the best thing that could happen? So what's the best thing that could happen for you? Some thought provoking stuff here, but therapy could be the way for you. But write out a list of what things you want to do, whether it comes to weight loss or thing. write out a list of what you think you need to do. And more often than not, that list will be very, very long. But pick on one thing that you can do today that has a positive outcome and write down the positive outcome beside it. And do that for one week. Do that for two weeks. And then after you've done that for two weeks, bring in something else. That could be right. I'm going to go for two walks this week. Next week, we're going to go for three walks. Most people don't have an ability issue. A lot of stuff that stops people is emotions, psychological stuff, trauma, grief, the self-soothing, lack of structure, lack of patience. So we have to think about it from a point of view of A lot of the stuff about this kind of fear of kind of not fear of change and fear of coping with the unknown can be coming from mental health issues, anxiety, multiple personality disorders, loads of different things. So please do know that there is support out there for you. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode on fear of change. If you have any questions on it, please do let me know. If you've enjoyed it, please do tag me up on your stories. And I hope that you've enjoyed the episode. And thank you again.